everyone. Welcome to the Defiant Podcast. The internet of money is being built with blockchain technology and without banks. We call it DeFi, short for decentralized finance. And this is where you can hear the builders and users of this cutting edge world tell their stories firsthand. I'm your host, Camila Russo. In this week's podcast episode, we interview Meta Coven, the pseudonymous investor who holds the largest known NFT collection in his Metapurse fund, estimated to be at around $10 million, which he leads with his also pseudonymous partner, Tuvadur. Throughout history, advancements in art and culture have been driven through a combination of talented artists and wealthy patrons. Now, as culture moves towards virtual spaces and NFTs threaten the old guard of the art world, the Defiant had the chance to chat with the world's first famous NFT patron. Metacoven made waves in the surging NFT space after buying all 20 pieces of the collection auctioned by Beeple, a renowned artist outside of the crypto world. In this interview, we dive into how exactly he managed to get his hands in the entire collection, why he thought it was worth paying $2.5 million, and what the bigger purpose of holding those pieces is. Metacoven didn't buy the 20 pieces to just hold them in his wallet. Instead, he and Tuvador built sprawling museums across the metaverse, added original ambient music by Blau, bundled it all together, and tokenized it. The B20 tokens are now the keys to owning this experience. And they were sold in a VR event called Metapalooza. For attendees, it was similar to going to an art gallery and being able to buy a piece of the art, but also a piece of the gallery and the music that was playing. Listen on to get into the head of one of the world's first real estate developers for the metaverse. Before we get to it, here's a word about our sponsors. Check out Kraken, where you can earn additional rewards by staking some of your favorite DeFi assets. With more than 1 billion in crypto staked, including 350,000 ETH, Kraken has paid out 27 million worth of rewards to their clients. Pay it or twice a week, and you can earn up to 20% annually. Sign up today at kraken.com and start earning some of the most popular DeFi assets, including Polkadot, Uniswap, Aave, and more. Being a DeFier is about accessing a decentralized financial system without banks. A great way to do that is with Ledger. Ledger hardware wallet combined with Ledger Live application enables you to secure and truly own your crypto while giving you the freedom to easily manage your assets. The Ledger Live app lets you buy, sell, exchange, stake, and manage your crypto easily and securely. Ledger allows you to manage and secure Ether, DeFi tokens, and lend stablecoins directly through Ledger Live with Compound. Upgrade your DeFi journey and check out ledger.com. This week, you can also benefit from Valentine's Day special offers. Buy a Ledger Love Pack and get up to $25 to use when buying crypto on Ledger Live from Coinify. Sirion offers a simple interface to access and use decentralized finance. You can connect your favorite wallet, trade tokens, liquidity provider shares and vaults in a single transaction. And then you'll be able to track your PNL, average costs and fees paid. All of this now is also available on mobile. Here we are with Medakoven. He is one of the biggest NFT in investors and collectors. Uh, he's the leader of the Metapurse Fund. Uh, again, one of the biggest non-fungible token funds. Um, NFTs have obviously blown up in the past few months. So I'm really excited to get Medakoven's thoughts on, on this um, crazy space uh, within within DeFi and crypto. Uh, Medakoven, so great to have you in the Defiant podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Camila. Great. So um, I'd love to start with with your background. And in your case, uh, it, it's a little bit, you know, different from um, my other guests since you're a pseudonymous uh, character or personality in this space. So would love to kind of first, like, learn about this decision to be pseudonymous and uh, just, you know, learn as much um, as your background as your 
you're willing to or or comfortable with with sharing sure so uh, yeah I, i've been in the space uh, for a very long time now i started in 2013 uh, i built a few companies uh, i'm i'm a crypto native meaning that i've been in i've been mostly in crypto not not really have any real world assets uh, that kind of a person and mm-hmm. and i've been riding the wave since uh, yeah 2013 i've been on ethereum uh, many of these uh, you know ethereum killer uh, as they say blockchains and and stuff like that also i've been very active in the in the infrastructure level um, so we we've been i've been investing in tokens i've been investing in various of these companies that that uh, make these blockchains and and when I, nfts came out um i i started being active in 2017 when when decentraland just came out and uh i thought it was it was one of the best uh, best things that happened to crypto because you know now we can move to consumption and and not just speculation so i've been very bullish about nft since 2017 that's how i started but by 2020 uh, around march is when i i was doing all of this anonymously so i i didn't i didn't reveal myself as as anyone uh, until 2020 but then i thought okay for the nft space it'll be very interesting because avatars are are something that's going to be a very uh, important part of the stories we are trying to uh, tell here and so i thought i would consolidate all my nft related work uh, into the pseudonym called metacoven thanks Um, I'd love to kind of talk a little bit about your uh, earlier endeavors in the NFT space in in Decentraland. Um, so, for example, were you able to get like a really big um, land space or, or like plot in in Decentraland? Sure. Even at the first auction uh, for the land auction, um, mm-hmm. it, it was not that easy to get. You know, uh, mm-hmm. a huge uh, uh, like uh, just a portion of land so i i i have a decent amount of land i think i have around uh, 1300 parcels uh, in decentral land um, and and that's quite huge uh, at this point but uh, the funny part was I, i i took two theses at that time one i wanted to get a huge you know a, a, a one estate which which had a lot of land i i tried doing that but someone tried to buy uh, some lands in the middle so they were quite successful because they kept bidding up you know because it was an open auction and uh, yeah i i still have a huge estate in the south the uh, west of the of the map um, but yeah it has a you know like a sward it has a, a bunch of parcels that i could not buy so yeah i always thought, think about that <laughs> Oh no. Um I I I'm sure it, it was still, you know, it, it's still a decent uh, spot. But um yeah. and, and then like did you were, were you able to like get any of the early uh CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties? So CryptoKitties and CryptoPunks I didn't have a specific thesis when I got into the uh, when I when I thought uh started knowing about those things. So I I'm more than being a you know a collector. I've I've always thought about what what I'm buying and what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I've I I did breed some crypto kitties you know like for fun and stuff, but I never really collected them. Uh, and and the same with crypto punks. I I I saw them around, but I didn't get too interested by them. But now I see the you know I, I, sitting now I can see back and think oh yeah this this is why it's valuable. I don't know okay. about how it's going to be in the future but yeah it's you know it's it it has the novelty to it etc but I, i for me personally i i'm i was more interested in in understanding cash flow and and how these nfts are going to transform into uh, some kind of a business opportunity in the future so that was my focus uh, from the beginning right it and then i guess we should um kind of step back a little bit because you know some of our our the, our listeners not they're not going to necessarily know what um exactly nfts are so would love for you to explain um what what are non-fungible tokens and uh why they they are valuable to you sure actually non-fungible tokens there are um it's it, it's it does not represent one thing uh, first of all it's it it can be art it can be land but if you if you want want the real world equivalent of that 
i would say it's just a you know a ownership uh, a ownership document right so if you if you own a land uh, that's represented on a paper uh, it's not like you can go stand on the land and and shout all you want but you know the land belongs to the guy who who has a paper with his name on it saying that he's the owner in the same way if you take a car uh, there's a paper which says who owns it right and that specific paper uh, of uh, which which uh, declares or or uh, the ownership uh, of of a specific thing uh, of a specific object is uh, what we are talking about here so nft in that case will is is just a contract uh, and and it's uh the 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 difference between a real world contract and this is that in the real world uh you get to own land because you have the paper and that is enforced or or overseen by the government the government has a ledger and that's how you know what you own in the real world uh for anything like for a car uh for for anything that requires a paper but in ethereum and and in in crypto an nft does that and you need don't need a central authority a government to tell you that you actually own it or enforce that you actually own it it's just on the blockchain so it uses the same technology of how bitcoin is decentralized uh, to take ownership and decentralize uh, ownership without requiring a central authority to hold a ledger so it could be art it could be a piece of virtual land it could be um it could be a game item it could be anything that requires ownership right i i love that way of of explaining it uh it, it, you really kind of brought it down to the the real world um and and what it means because i think i'm a lot of times you know people get caught up on this kind of erc721 standard and tokenization and i think it's easy to get kind of lost in in those Uh, more technical yeah. concepts but um it's 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 great to think about nfts as as contracts that represent ownership yeah. in different things um yeah. how how are are these tokens then um linked to the specific thing that that is is owned and and can sure. can that thing be both digital and kind of a real world asset sure so um the simplest answer to that is that if if you take a collectible in the real world say you you really uh, you are a fan of batman and and you want to buy a official collectible from uh, say dc uh, they will have someone who's selling it to you and there'll be a provenance right like there'll be a you know a seal uh, there 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 there'll be anti counterfeit measures that are taken to make sure that uh that that's that's uh, that preserves the uniqueness or rarity and no one can just take it and copy it and sell it so in that way uh in this in this ethereum world it's so easy because we have the artist or or the creator of this asset who has a ethereum address what they do is they create this specific token and basically when they create it they are signing it with their address right so you know that it's flowing from them so for example if you buy a art from people it's it originates from people's address ultimately so you know that it's original if someone tries to take people's art and then create their own you know clone of it and and try to create an nft out of it uh, the provenance would not point back to people right and it's very clear on on where these nfts are coming from so that way it's very easy to know what 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 nfts came from the actual artists what are wh which ones are the original one or the official one and which ones are the counterfeit so that solves a huge amount of problem if you compare to the real world collectibles and and because nfts are also global it creates a huge market instantly so people just value it the same way they would value a collectible right and it's it because it it has more anti counterfeit measures in uh, written into it because of the blockchain it makes it much much easier so that's the that's kind of the uh, answer uh, i don't know if you had another part to that question uh, did you yeah i i also you know wanted your thoughts on um how how feasible it will be to create markets for both um digital assets and real oh, world yeah. assets Oh yeah, I, I still feel like the uh, physical uh, objects part have not been cracked so much. Um, when I, when I was speaking to people, he, this is how he explains 
his understanding of a physical piece and i thought it's interesting because he thought uh he wanted to keep the ownership of the asset uh in uh, being in the nft as the most important thing compared to the physical piece so he told me like say if 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 someone loses uh, their physical piece or you know it's it's broken or something which is possible uh, people can just use their nfts uh, and and tell people oh, yeah like i have this nft but i think i i broke my physical piece can you can you replace it with a new piece because see i have the nft i'm the owner of this mm. and so people thought yeah i could do that and and that's okay because he wanted to assign more importance to the nft than to the physical piece and i think mm-hmm. that's how uh, that's the direction we are going towards because physical piece prominence is still going to be hard even if there is nfts and and this whole blockchain thing that's not mm-hmm. that's not going to go away so nfts will take more importance when it comes to prominence mm, that's interesting yeah. um oh and and just you know wanted to point out for for uh, people listening um medicoven uh, references people um so far and and just you know to clarify people is um a really great uh, artist that ha- he has been involved in in the nft space uh, pretty heavily uh recently um and medicoven will uh, tell us in, in a bit um how uh he was involved in 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 uh, collecting his his pieces. Um so I know that you know there's been uh, this this a big boom recently with um NFTs uh, being sold for record prices for um hundreds of thousands of dollars um and that's you know that's really hard to understand from someone who's looking at it from the outside and all they're seeing is there's this digital token um uh, that can't really be used for much um that's linked to this jpeg image mm-hmm. um um in the case of crypto funds this like very low quality jpeg image um mm-hmm. that's you know just a, a few pixels um put together and there you know people are paying real money for this so um you you were getting um you know to this uh you know talking about provenance and uh, and you know all the different qualities that make this valuable but um i i want your thoughts on you know why why spend that much money on something that can be easily you know replicated um in, in the case of an image you know pe- you know people have this criticism um you can just take a screenshot and i don't have to pay $100,000 for it mm-hmm. definitely um i think we are getting into the uh, subjective uh, uh, conversation here but if you uh, if you think about art in general so this is this is more like you know we we are stepping away from uh, the defi space and uh, and from the fundamental analysis space into more of a meme analysis and and understanding you know stories and emotions behind uh, what's happening and the speculation of what these stories are going to evolve into right so if you take a specific piece of art uh, say the mona lisa or something um, and if someone tells me oh yeah like the, the uh, probably the artist spent uh, $200 to you know buy paint and and uh, and spent $100 for the brush uh, so it's worth $300 right and and yeah like that that'll be the argument the people will be like yeah it's not worth more than $300 but because that's a labor uh, into into the uh, into the piece now that's very true because this is we are not talking about taking these nfts and valuing valuing it based on the labor that went into it or or something that's you know like um where if when people say they can just copy this and 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 take it they they can just look at it like they don't even have to copy it right like they, they they are free to look at these art pieces and and it's not locked up into a vault like the traditional world so yeah if you can screenshot it, but it, you don't own it you can you can take a picture of mona lisa but you don't own it right so mm-hmm. um, if someone says i took a picture of mona lisa now i'm rich or now i have i have mona lisa i'm sure that everyone around them will be like yeah you you need to uh you need to go to psychiatrist right because that's that's not the same thing and right. nfts because of the prominence that's that's going into it it's not just about the art but 
if you take even if you take crypto punks the point of why crypto punks are becoming very valuable today is not because they look great or you know they look some way but because of the story the origin story in the same way bitcoin is valuable bitcoin has no sense of speculative asset but it's also a meme based asset right so it has a story an origin story so all these things uh, up, up until now uh, nfts are are valued based on stories um, that have happened to them or they they are overvalued in certain cases with the speculation that they will have great stories in the future right mm-hmm. so i i only see nfts in those two categories where they've been already valued by their history or they're being uh, speculated on uh, because in the future they'll have a very interesting history right nice so it's it's all about the story good thing i'm a writer then <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, um so okay so now let's go back to your own story uh you were saying that you got into space in uh, 2017 you started collecting um nfts um or you Right, you got into the NFT space back then, but in crypto much, uh, much earlier. And then it was in 2020, you said, where you, you decided to consolidate your NFT-related activity under um, one kind of character. Uh, mm. Tell us about this uh, Metacoven character. Like, what's what's behind um, the name? And and also, uh, tell us about the Metaverse Fund. Like, how, how did that start? Sure. So the Metacoin character, I, I, I've been, you know, uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Balaji Srinivasan, uh, who has an mm-hmm. awesome video on how uh, pseudonymous identities are are going to be very interesting in the future. Because if you look at the world today, even today, you you are known by your Instagram uh, username or your Twitter username, right? Like that is this world of pseudonymous identities are already upon us. And a lot of people live by their pseudonyms and then they connect their real world identity to it but it also gives you a space where you know you can experiment and and be something you are not so that you can you 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 can learn things and and you, you can remove all the judgment that would come with uh, uh, being the same person doing something else so uh, it it gives us a clean slate on the internet so that's that's really interesting because then i'll be like i'll i'll have no judgment to go by right so that's that's the main reason why i think pseudonymous identities are going to be interesting and when i started this identity um uh, I, i i was thinking yeah like i have a bunch of nfts and i really believe in the believe in the space so actually the name uh, came from my mom uh, because i was ask uh, i was explaining metaverse to her and i was like yeah this is what i've done I have this land in this virtual space, and 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 she was like, she she thought for a second I was really crazy, but then uh, she came up with this name. Uh, it actually means co uh, in uh, Tamil, which is my mother tongue. It means uh, king. Uh, so Meta Kovan just means king of Meta. Yeah. Oh, so nice. That, I, I, it's interesting. <laughs> Amazing, love the name. Um, great. Okay, so now armed with this new name and persona, uh, you went and and was it? I mean, is are all the pieces that that you had collected um, since uh, the start of your journey mm-hmm. under the MetaPurse fund? Is that how that fund came about? Sure. So what with MetaPurse, uh, with MetaCoin itself, uh, I, I, it was it was just me doing all the bidding and. And working on all the thesis, but mm-hmm. you know it gets very uh, gets very tricky because there is so much happening in the NFT space. There is gaming, there is art, uh, there is collectibles, there is virtual land, and and you know like you can you can build your own stuff. So what what started happening was if I focus on one thing, it, it I could not focus on the other, and I'll be like oh I will feel FOMO for everything else, right? So I thought, okay, this this cannot be a one person person operation, and uh, I've been working with uh, someone else uh, who also I, I I want wanted him to get a pseudonym. So his name is Tubadur, who's now uh, part of the MetaPost Fund. So he mm-hmm. started in the NFT space around April, like uh, uh, two months after uh, MetaCoin came about, and then mm-hmm. he really he's a writer. He 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 is very good with words. Uh, much better than me so he started writing stuff about the nft space and and he he formed his own following and he had a, a very good taste in art 
so what i did was i thought okay let's let's just consolidate everything under a name uh, call it metaverse and and from there uh, allow um, tubador to continue the collection of art because that's not my you know strength art uh, i i i i would i would say that i'm not very good at you know the taste of um, uh, saying what what a good artist or anything i'm 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 more of a um, you know a cash flow business kind of a person so uh, tubador was a guy who had good taste so i thought okay i i will invest the money you can pick the artists and and the art that go into it so we started collecting art since uh, around uh, july Uh, august and and that all came into metapurse so metapurse includes everything i collected since 2017 uh, into the fund and then we've been collecting like crazy uh, also so there is so much art now which i really like that was something that was lacking uh, from my collection so now we have so much art also in our collection so that's metapurse oh, nice and just curious like do you do you i mean you know it to what or like personally like you you know each yeah. other's like real names and everything right yeah yeah i've seen him he's human being yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> right um okay so how how big is the fund um we have non fungibles actually uh, helping us with the uh, valuation so they they audit our um on every quarter the last time it came out it, uh, the the without the people uh, collection uh, because that happened in the last quarter of of uh, 2020 but mm-hmm. by q3 2020 the valuation was around 4.2 million dollars for the fund for the nfts okay. in the fund nice um and then how much do you estimate that that is plus what would you've done so far i mean after that so most again most of this this uh, quarter what what we are planning to do is also consolidate all the uh, nft related tokens so for example we've invested in uh, core blockchains like flow and uh, uh, other other you know social tokens etc so i also want to take all of that and consolidate into metaverse so that mm. you know it's it's one place for everything that's nft um that's that's i, I i'm going through that process but that's a little hard because nfts can be valued through non fungibles we have to figure out how we do the other valuations and stuff because there is mm. equity also involved um mm. but the nft itself with the people and 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 after uh, the people uh, we spent around 2.7 million dollars for the project um and we sold uh, uh, half of the, the, the that's that's a detail we want to go into where we sold mm. half of the ownership of these art uh through through a sale and so and and we have a token for that and that token also will be part of metaverse uh that's that's now just a 50% of of the tokens i have left that's around 2.2 million dollars now so yeah the fund i guess will be around uh 10 to 12 million dollars by uh, q4 uh, 2020 that's just my you know uh, right. estimate sure um and you think this is the biggest nft fund out there so the nft when I, when we say nft fund uh, again mm-hmm. like i'm not including the tokens uh, that mm-hmm. we have invested in and and this is the largest nft collection by value yeah mm. wow uh, so well, just nft right so 10 million dollars <laughs> in just mm-hmm. nfts right so um, that's that's quite crazy for it, you know this thesis yeah Wow! Yeah, it is. Uh, that's that's huge. Um, so let's get into the people sale. Um, which you know that was also pretty crazy. Can you kind of first like, I, again for people who don't don't know who who people is. I mean, I gave like a re- very brief overview, but mm. can you talk about kind of the 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 collection and your participation in in the auction of of that collection? Sure, sure, sure. And w- one more thing, I I wanted to add uh, before we go into the people is that mm-hmm. so uh, the the hard part about being an NFT fund is that I I can have a lot of money, right? Like you, anyone can have twenty million dollars and then come into the industry and be like, I want to be an NFT fund. But the hard part about NFTs is that it it is really hard to pick and choose and actually invest because it's not like investing in a 
token, right? Like where you see a list of tokens and they're liquid and you go to an exchange and buy them and have exposure. So it also requires a lot of time and effort into getting those NFTs into your fund. So I'll be really interested in seeing if, you know, there are other funds out there which are starting now, or which started last year. And it'll be interesting as a metric compared to the other traditional crypto funds to look at how much they've, you know, earmarked into investing in NFTs versus how much they're actually able to invest in these NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. So that'll be a very good metric to track. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's a difficulty that sometimes you want to buy, um, you know, NFTs from a specific artist, but then yeah. there just aren't any pieces available, for example. That's Is that correct. what you mean? And for example, I would never sell, right? So mm -hmm. there'll be collectors who'd never actually want to sell. So it mm -hmm. becomes harder and harder. And, and even if the artist you want to collect sells one now, their piece that, for example, their first crypto art piece, will be very special, right? So things like that, which adds more stories and values to the NFT, uh, it will be harder and harder to collect because they are all uh, from 2018, 19, 20. And then now if a new artist is starting, that's why uh, if you look at the valuations now, because there is a lot of competition from many funds, they're going to $100,000 because now people are competing to buy those one-of-ones and and the and the initial pieces from these artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it, it's I guess like yeah, competition is is getting fierce be between NFT collectors and and investors. Yeah, and you need only two people, right? Like to compete. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of times it's just two people uh, bidding against each other, but it 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 still pushes up the value. Right. So how yeah. did you get around around that with the Beeple sale, which was highly publicized? You know, this is a, yeah. a, an artist that's not just, you know, he's famous outside of crypto. Like he has a name, mm -hmm. um, a global name. So it, it's it makes it even harder. So how how did yeah. you how did you go about it? Because, I mean, you bought the entire collection, right? Yeah. So, uh, again, this is conviction from. Um, um, uh, from think, understanding where NFTs have come from and, and where NFTs stand today. So the first thing that happened was uh, Beeple already did his first drop around the US elections and he had sold two pieces and each of them sold for around $66,000. Uh, I was the losing bidder in one of those pieces and I thought that was a lot of money, right? Like $66,000 at that time was the highest sold art uh, piece And it was Beeple, right? So Beeple was already breaking records in his first drop. And when the second drop came about, uh, the good part was Beeple had, you know, spoken to me and and because I was the losing uh, bid in, in his first drop, he actually contacted me and said he's doing a second drop, which, which has his everyday. So the first drop did not have any of his past works. And Beeple is interesting because he has worked for 13 years every day to produce one piece of art. So a lot of people respect him. A lot of people know him. If you you get to know him, you will have that respect, right? So he's that kind of an artist. So when he came out with his everydays, I was like, yeah, this is going to be very uh, attractive to a lot of people. So I I knew that there's going to be competition. But when I when I went to the, uh, before we went into the auction, we sat, I sat with Tubadur and, and we thought, okay, wh what is our estimate? And we started with, you know, like 300,000 for the whole collection. And I told him, no, that's that's that could be very less. And if you go with $300,000 into the auction, we might, you know, not be able to pick up a lot. So let's just, you know, bump up the um, uh, budget we have just in case. And we had a budget of a total of $2.5 million for the whole collection, right? Mm -hmm. So, and the second part was I didn't want to spook the other collectors uh, because if they knew that it was one guy a uh, metacon who's doing uh, collecting all these pieces uh they are going to be like yeah man i don't want to let that happen right so mm -hmm. they would come in and and if, if that the bidding could get crazy and and exponential so what i did was we we, we created around 12 accounts on nifty gateway funded them all separately so that no one can just track it back to the same source and then we started bidding from different accounts 
and and we did that for two days straight. So there were twenty pieces, and the auction happened uh, seven hours on on day one and eight hours on day two, um, and and we just sat through it like you know running a marathon, and and did each piece, and and we fought with different uh, collectors and different pieces, different strategies because the other person who's bidding will sometimes be aggressive, sometimes be very persistent. Uh, we had to fight different kind of battles, right? So it it okay. kept happening, and yeah, and and we just sat on it, right? At at a point, because each auction was thirty minutes, and if you mm-hmm. if you have a bid on the last five minutes, it will extend the auction by five minutes. Mm-hmm. We had some auctions being extended by one hour because it but oh it, it it was like five minutes, and then a bid comes in, and a five minutes, then a bid comes in, right? So yeah, this That's kept going on for. So, yeah, it was insane, and we had three, four auctions that we had to manage at the same time, right? Like I would be like, go, go bid on this one, and then jump back and and bid on this one, and then go jump back and bid on that one. So yeah, it was a crazy time. But yeah, at the end of the nineteenth piece, someone had figured out that it was it was one person doing all of this, and then tweeted it out, right? So I was a little bit worried that someone is going to come in and make this exponential. But the twentieth piece, I I just went in aggressive and didn't let people think about it a lot, and then got mm-hmm. it. So yeah, okay. yeah. So Wait. I was happy there. So okay, so it was twelve different accounts. You said. Yeah, twelve different accounts. And yeah, those twelve accounts, like you and Tuvador, were were controlling for each yeah. each auction and like bidding. Yeah. Um, and there was like you were doing this manually, like there was no kind of automation, like there were no bots involved. No, 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 no bots. We were sitting on it and sitting on our machines. I had to, I had a computer, like I had a desktop and a and a laptop with me, so I had one account there, uh, one more account on it incognito, you know. So I had oh four God. browsers open at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> And and you did this for you said seven hours one day and eight hours on the next day. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Oh my god, that's so exhausting! <laughs> Just like bidding on Definitely. one piece after the other. Definitely, and I'm based in Singapore, right? So what happens is these bids happen during PST. Uh, uh, PST, so it'll mm-hmm. be like seven seven p.m. PST or or five three p.m. PST, and it'll be one a.m. for me. So I had mm. no sleep for two days, right? Straight. Oh my god! So okay, so they were both like in the middle of the night for you. Night for me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Oh my god! How happy were you when the twentieth piece finally <laughs> you got the twentieth piece? Oh yeah, it was it was I was really happy. We were scared because we had this idea of doing something with it, right? So that mm-hmm. we wanted to do the twenty pieces, or it would be really bad because. To get, go to another collector and be like, "Can I get the twenty piece, a twentieth piece? I want to pay you anything." That would have been crazy, right? Yeah. He would have been like, "Yeah, you have nineteen. The twentieth piece is worth ten x of what you paid." Right, right, for sure. So, yeah. yeah, it was important that that you got them at at the auction, or else, like, yeah, somebody would have fought you really hard for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that that's that's such a cool story. Um. And okay, so I'm I'm wondering like, like I don't know if like if if you could even do this in like a non like NFT just traditional mm. art auction. Like, is this even legal? Like, I don't want to like get you in trouble or anything, but like it it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like you're playing kind of in in some like gray area, right? Like creating multiple accounts. I don't know. Like, how does it work? In, I'm already like, a pseudonym, right? I'm already yeah. a pseudonym, so right. I don't know what you know. You know what I mean? It's I don't know about multiple accounts because um, it's perfectly crypto is just a Ethereum address, right? So there mm-hmm. is no real uh, if if it is an exchange and you know I have to do KYC and that's how it works. That's very different. But for right. NFTs, if you look at it, uh, we are not breaking any rules, but because it's not like I provided identity I, ID. Uh, ten people's ID or something. It it was mm-hmm. all my Ethereum addresses and all my uh, names. And at the end of the bid, we I I I announced that it was all me. And I'm sure that a lot of people do that too. So in mm-hmm. in Nifty Gateway, there'll be proxy accounts all the time. 
because you know people want to remain uh, anonymous right now if metacoin like i go and bid on on a nifty gateway piece it it gets a lot of attention so sometimes mm-hmm. i'll be like i i'm just doing this for my personal reasons i don't i'm not doing this for a you know like something like people so mm-hmm. sometimes i'll be like man don't make me pay more for it right so mm-hmm. i'll just go there right. as a different account and just pick it up because i like the piece and mm-hmm. at that time it will not have a lot of competition but if i go as metacoin there will always be some other person who will be like oh metacoin bid on it I, i'm going to raise the bid on it right so that's very right. unfair to me right <laughs> what you you start raising the price on just for using your name that's crazy yeah that that's that's something i don't like right <laughs> well, it, it's it's good if it's uh, signaling but you know it only makes um, my life harder because i have to pay more for everything so right yeah. consequences of of being famous <laughs> i guess um and then i i'd love to get into your your plans for for this uh big collection i mean because like mm-hmm. yeah w- why did you decide to to buy all of these pieces and and what's what's kind of your um what are you doing with with them now because that's that's a really interesting part of the story as well sure so um the, when we started the conversation you you were asking me about nfts and and what nfts were and i was telling you they were they represented you know like a contract of 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 a ownership contract mm-hmm. so in this case also uh, the experiment around and collecting all these 20 pieces are are actually have quite played out because we did this uh, we did this purchase around uh, december second week so 12th and 13th uh, if i remember properly of uh, uh, last year and it's been 45 days so what we did in the interim was we we really went um, nft native right so we 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 bought land in decentral land we bought land in crypto voxels we bought land in somnium space all these are virtual worlds that run on ethereum right like when i say run on ethereum i mean their ownership titles exist on ethereum as nfts so we bought land on them and then we brought in a huge team uh, to you know help us design Uh, and build uh, monuments for for all these pieces so in the real world it will be a museum right mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. built a awesome museum and 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 uh, through th- this this team was called voxel architects and and they they are one of the top builders uh, in the space um and they they are this visual artists in their own way because they they put together awesome designs so they did that and they actually literally built museums where in crypto voxels it's a different type of uh, different uh, technology to build so you have to build one brick by one brick like you would do it in the physical world and in decentraland it will be build it on a software and deploy it into the into the world so we did all of that so we took the people pieces nfts we took the land nfts and we also built designed and built monuments and to display these art pieces inside the virtual worlds and we brought in blau who's who has over uh, i think a billion plays now uh, last time i heard him he said he's a audio artist uh, he's a dj who has a billion plays on spotify he he gave us the soundscape for the gallery so right now if you walk into the uh, walk into the central land our b20 monument uh, you would you would hear sound from blau you look at the gallery built by voxel architects and you you'd be experiencing the art that people uh, dropped uh, the 20 pieces so everything together all represented as nfts um, it's it's like a virtual real estate right i mean mm-hmm. i, I want to call it uh, in the real world it'll be a real estate developer who who constructs something and and you know creates uh, and sells a part of it here the experiment was can we do this all through nfts and we achieved that so we 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 brought the, bought the land built a building we put art into it and then took all of this and put into a single vault so there is one vault called the b20 bundle if you go to open sea you'd be able to see all these together as one bundle so it's not just the mm-hmm. b20 the people 20 pieces the art pieces but it also has the soundscape as an nft the land as an nft the the voxel architects builds 
as NFTs. So all of these things go uh, have gone into this bundle. And what we did was for everyone who worked on this project, I actually tokenized the whole bundle into 10 million B20 tokens, and we gave away 10% to the people who worked on it, um, 2% to people, um, and and we also like sold off 16% through this event called Metapolusa, which happened in the virtual world, right? So there are people now who hold these B20 tokens, uh, who are part owners of these assets, and they don't have to trust me. They can just trust a smart contract because it is the one that holds all the NFTs, right? So that's what we, we did there. Oh, okay, so the, these B20 tokens, they uh-huh. do they hold like partial ownership to the entire people co- collection plus um partial ownership to the land in yeah. in uh, in decentraland and crypto voxels and somnium plus yeah. um partial ownership of uh the tokenized blau uh soundtrack i guess like all of that yeah. is bundled yeah. into one token is that right that's correct yeah that's correct so if you look mm-hmm. at the nft space right now that's the most premium bundle because the land also, we are not talking about some land in one corner of Decentraland or some uh, or crypto voxels. We spent $100,000 on, on crypto voxels to get the land, $100,000 in Decentraland to get the land. They are also premium real estate. So if you are mm-hmm. someone outside from the NFT space, yeah, you can go buy, you know, an NFT. That's, that's if you want to do it as a an hobby and, and that's all fine. But this B20, the idea was to allow people exposure to the premium NFT, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the most premium NFT bundle right now. Nice. Um, and what can you, I mean, if you wanted to, for example, sell, um, say, say I want to keep uh, partial ownership to the art, but I want to sell uh, the land. Can you do that, or like, can you take these pieces apart, or do, you, or do you just have to like, it's just trade the the token itself? Like, you can't kind of take so, the pieces apart. Personally, I have no control over the vault anymore. So mm-hmm. it's it's I'm the same as anyone else who holds a token. So I kept uh, I held back around fifty percent of the tokens. Uh, I didn't didn't want to do. Um, actually, I wanted to keep around 60% of the tokens after, you know, the sale and, and giving it to partners, etc. But what happened was during our Metapalooza event, uh, our first sale, uh, which was for 16%, got sold out in two seconds. It was mm-hmm. it was the largest event, around 1,500 people attended the event. And you could actually be in world and, and buy these tokens. So it, it was like you come to the gallery you can actually buy the gallery from the gallery, right? So it's very mm-hmm. meta that way. And and it happened very quickly. So we had to put up a cap and allow more people to just buy it because my intention was not to really, you know, liquidate my uh, position. I've never sold an NFT until I guess now. And now also I didn't want to actually sell it. But, you know, this was an experiment. So people started buying this up. So I thought, okay, there's a lot of interest in this, right? But right now, because I only hold 50% of the tokens, I'm, I am I might have more ownership over these assets, but I don't have any control. I'm, 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 I'm the same person as anyone who has one people B20 token, like we just own the upside. But mm. there is a buyout process, which we are, go- we are, we are actually the, putting the details out very soon, where you know another collector, a whale collector in the future, can come into the space and be like, yeah, I want to pay $12 million for this and then start a bidding process where he has to deposit $12 million into the contract. And if no one outbids him for 14 days or if if 25, also 25% of the B20 holders can come, come together and veto a buyout process. So people, the B20 holders have the right to stop the buyout process if they want to. Mm-hmm. That can happen too, but if that does not happen and no one outbids uh, or or the highest bidder in that case will just walk away with all these assets. At that point, whatever uh, the smart contract has has taken in as die 
will be distributed among all the B20 holders as in mm-hmm. into a redemption contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. So I guess like then the only way to um unbundle this uh this bundle <laughs> would be to to buy out the whole thing. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Wow. Until then um, it's just static. It's just static. It's going to sit there. I don't think someone would I don't want someone to buy it out right mm-hmm. so that's that's my you know like my wish because I want to see how this evolves in a couple of years in 3 years mm-hmm. if you if you go in 3 years and look back at this everyone who's going to come into the nft space I want them to walk into this gallery right mm-hmm. and be amazed by what we did here so yeah like it would be nice if no one buys it out and destroys the whole thing um so okay so you you set out to sell um you said around like 20% of the tokens but you ended up selling 50% is that what happened so actually after um so we had uh, various uh, so we, we i did have other partners who, who where i gave away tokens uh, around 14% of the tokens uh, mm-hmm. in more of a private sale kind of thing where uh, we had other uh, collectors and other uh people in space who could who could get uh, some of the exposure to the b20 token so i did 14% there and i did mm-hmm. 10% to the stakeholders so 24 gone and then i wanted to do 16% for the public sale bringing the total uh, of of the uh, given away tokens to 40% but then the 16% of the tokens sold out in 3 seconds on the on the first block after the sale was open right mm-hmm. so then i had to put out Uh, because there was around 1500 people waiting uh, in the uh, attending event we thought okay at least 500 people want to buy buy more tokens so we put together a quick within half an hour the tech team from wales street put together another sale a cap sale $1000 each uh, each address uh, so that that meant that we put Uh, another 10% so bringing the total of uh, the tokens i've given out to around 50% um, and and the last uh, sale which was capped uh, had a $1000 limit 1000 die limit per, per uh, transaction per address and that sold out in in a few hours wow um, and so how how big was the sale in the end like or how much mm. did you sell all those tokens the total the total uh, amount i i received uh, from the public sale uh, was around 936000 mm. um, just a shy below the million mark and the private mm-hmm. sale actually had another uh, $300000 so the total yeah I, i i did around i've sold around 1.3 million dollars of of uh, b20 tokens and and i still have 50% of the tokens Okay, and then the 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 original twenty uh, collection you you bought it for two point seven million. So two point two million dollars plus oh, right. the land uh, when uh, we spent around say another two hundred thousand. So I would say we mm-hmm. the little dollar amount we invested in the assets is two point four four five million dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, we also the the stakeholders will get the ten percent uh, of the tokens. The, that their cost is around $200,000. So when we say what the cost of the bundle is, we we tell it's $2.7 million, but we mm-hmm. spent 2.5 and the and the 200k which went to the stakeholders came as B20 tokens. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um what what a what an interesting experiment. Like what what do you want to see come come out of this? Mm. very interesting question so if you look at this experiment and um, again i i i i'm i'm speaking about this like an experiment because you know i'm very happy that we had so much support uh, we brought together around 27 people uh, to work on this project uh, all the best all the best people in the nft space right now uh, for promotions for for tokenomics everything was you know the best team that came and worked with us so very happy for that and mm-hmm. i want to continue uh, i call this a production because you know it's it's something that's static we brought together a team it's like making a movie we put together something and then now it's an asset so anyone can own that asset uh, i don't want to speculate on its upside or anything and and i have nothing to do with the uh, 
how do you say it's not a security in that sense because all the assets that back this are on chain right mm. and and i have nothing really to to contribute of uh, more than those assets that those assets uh the reputation are based on you know the artists who actually put them together so this is a very interesting experiment because we have we didn't have we didn't need require any lawyers or accountants or you know underwriters who in the traditional world if you if you want to build a mall and sell it oh man it's that around 30% of the funds are going to go into just the paperwork right so right amazing part here is that we have achieved this and the it's autonomous and 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 fully enforced on the smart contract so you don't have to trust me to you know hold the nft for for on behalf of you right mm-hmm. i'm not holding the nft i'm not holding any of these nfts so it's all on the smart contract and that means that it has cut our cost so much in producing something like this so mm-hmm. that's that's one thing which which has been huge for us but we want to take this and keep doing more production so people b20 was production number 1 we want to try to do production number 2 production number 3 maybe it will not be very similar right like a gallery you know where you can go look at these arts interesting but it's not very interactive it's not the experience is more about the awe around the story and and how this all went down uh, and being the first Uh, first of its kind i think it's it has its own charm and and that will hold its uh, story up for, a, for into the future like in, in two years it will be more interesting than it's today that's that's my speculation right at least mm-hmm. the story but for production number 2 and production number 3 we want to add more layers to it not not just be a gallery but you know that we we need a different concept so we are also opening up um a, a opening up people to apply to us and 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 give the, give their ideas so we are putting together a a a fund a mini fund for this um where i want to give away a million dollars uh for a production where you can propose what what kind of uh, production you want to do the total budget will be million dollars i didn't mean i want to give away the million dollars i meant for the production i i the budget would be a million dollars and and the the creative producer or the the director of that production can decide how they want to spend that money on uh, mm-hmm. and 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 give us a awesome experience and end of it if we can create another token which represents the premium nfts in the space uh, that could give exposure to a lot more people who are just walking in into the nft space that'll be awesome so we are doing that and and on the other side we also have a few other ideas we want to work on and i also think that because this is a very visual space uh, there are going to be um, events that are going to happen in world uh, people are going to want you know if there are 1500 people visiting these galleries uh, i think it 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 has some uh, revenues that that we can talk about right like uh, we can have a big brand um, even a sponsor uh, some of these events etc so we are working on all those logistics into the future maybe in the production 3 or 4 there'll be more you know external sponsors uh, real world uh, uh, companies for example say if red bull wants to sponsor one of these events it'll be awesome because 100000 200000 is not a lot for them but then it gives them exposure to you know a, a very savvy set of people um and a very um you know people who are living in the cutting edge so it's a very different kind of uh, crowd that is coming here so i'm sure that there is a lot of value uh, in in brands reaching out to them so there is a way of of taking these productions from being static to being more interactive to to also having cash flow in the future so that is mm-hmm. the path we want to take So so you are becoming not only investors but also a production company in the yes, metaverse I guess. And I'd be very happy to be, you know, uh, a producer and mm-hmm. and and bring in these artists even with people the most amazing part of B20 was people had no idea about crypto, right? But now after this whole experience of 45 days what we did was we brought him into crypto voxels. We also I also got him a Uh, a custom tailor who could who could 
uh, design is wearable right mm-hmm. and 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 when we came, when he came to the event uh, metapolisa where he spoke he was wearing that shirt so i was so happy right yeah, so we take the artist that's very cool yeah <laughs> we take the artist we we guide them into the space that's amazing right and and we also gave him uh, b20 so b20 is the first crypto token that people now holds except ethereum but yeah so that's something amazing too because yeah like it's it's nice to you know have these artists and work with them and 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 it's it's an experience in itself and it's very you know gratifying to me so i want to continue doing that i that's something i enjoy personally uh, working with artists so it, i i feel like this is just a new medium and i'm going to go really you know full on and and start doing more productions very cool um and then um just to to start wrapping up i'm interested in your kind of longer term view or or like your big picture view on where this space is going like you you obviously you know you are you are living in this kind of virtual reality already like do you see um a, a world where more of our activity is happening online in this kind of digital spaces I, you're asking me is this for everyone right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean... what, yeah what i feel is that you know it's a uh, what whatever we do in the virtual world i still feel like it's uh, it's kind of a lonely place right because i'm mm-hmm. sitting in front of my computer um it's it's not been easy right like i I'm, i'm actually in the in the physical world a lot of times i'm just one guy sitting in a room and and looking at in, in into a uh, monitor and mm-hmm. and and looking at all, like connecting with all these people in the virtual world it's fun but it still gets lonely right mm-hmm. so it's not it's not the same as a physical world i would never never underestimate or say oh yeah this this virtual world is taking over the physical world because it does not engage all our senses it's it's maybe visual it's a, a music but we have like five others like we have five senses like it's it's we, we only get to experience a couple of them so even with vr uh, it will not be complete as an experience so what i really want to do or the long term vision of you know being metaverse and the production is not to just do something in the virtual space so we start with the virtual space even if we take b20 what has happened is we have gathered a amazing set of people um, who are all you know interested in people like minded people all of them are now token holders of 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 these b20 what i want to do is say create a physical event where you know it's a, it's a it's a huge party of all these b20 holders and mm. people comes in there and people also had physical pieces for these uh, nfts right so i'm going to display all these physical pieces have mm. people there people was very interested in in meeting his uh, fans so we'll have that as a tour maybe in La- la or las vegas you know with blau uh, djing for us for the night it'll be an amazing party so amazing. if you if you think about it from there don't you want to be in that party Definitely. I I hope you can get me ticket. <laughs> and you need B20s for that. So <laughs> so that so what what I what I'm trying to say is um we we will connect the physical world in some way to the to the virtual world where we we organize people organize communities in the in the online space because it's better to organize communities in the online space it's it's a open world right there could be people from singapore india people from uh, africa america all like minded and and coming together because there are no boundaries in the virtual space but then once we create that community we can transfer transfer that experience into a physical experience and that becomes a lifestyle business right immediately mm-hmm. it's culture it's lifestyle that's a different game and i'm sure that it, that's a very consumption based game where you know you are paying money for the experience nothing else so that will be the end to it so that means everything if you look back about um nfts and how we want to go about it there will always be some kind of a physical component to it where we have these kind of meetups or or something that goes along with it so that it's always a great 
uh, experience to be part of it, right? So that's our mm-hmm. goal, and I think that's where we are going. Where NFTs make the like will connect people into a community, and then you can take that connection into the physical world. And yeah, mm-hmm. that that'll be that'll be the future of NFTs mostly. Very cool. I love how you're thinking um, not just about the digital world, but also the physical world. I think you're totally right that you, you can't kind of ignore that that piece. Um, I think, you know, a, a lot of us, you know, people kind of living, breathing DeFi and, and crypto, we tend to forget about the physical world, which is, um, you know, a, a, you know, where we live um, all the like all the time. So um, hopefully the world gets into into a, a place where this event can happen soon yeah. uh, it, it it sounds amazing yeah one more thing i want to add is these things happen now right like for crypto and defi the physical uh, meetups are a very important thing but those are only happening as conferences where mm-hmm. it'll be like a technical one you know it's 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 a very different feel to it so why not take the same idea but make it more of a you know a fun uh, entertainment kind of a of a meeting right so yeah. that is what nft would would do us and uh, do to us and uh, i i hope that a lot of people you know like get into these nft communities and and be, become part of them so that uh, there is more lifestyle to it and just making money right. just not speculation Totally. I, I love that vision. Um, all right, Medico, and thank you so much for a fascinating conversation. I really enjoyed this. Thanks a lot, Kamina. I, I enjoyed it too. Thanks a lot. And before we close, here's another word about our awesome sponsors. Check out Kraken, where you can earn additional rewards by staking some of your favorite DeFi assets. With more than 1 billion in crypto staked, including 350,000 ETH, Kraken has paid out 27 million worth of rewards to their clients. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% annually. Sign up today at kraken.com and start earning some of the most popular DeFi assets, including Polkadot, Uniswap, Aave, and more. Being a DeFier is about accessing a decentralized financial system without banks. A great way to do that is with Ledger. Ledger hardware wallet combined with Ledger Live application enables you to secure and truly own your crypto while giving you the freedom to easily manage your assets. The Ledger Live app lets you buy, sell, exchange, stake, and manage your crypto easily and securely. Ledger allows you to manage and secure Ether, DeFi tokens, and lend stablecoins directly through Ledger Live with Compound. Upgrade your DeFi journey and check out ledger.com. This week, you can also benefit from Valentine's Day special offers. Buy a Ledger Love Pack and get up to $25 to use when buying crypto on Ledger Live from Coinify. Sirian offers a simple interface to access and use decentralized finance. You can connect your favorite wallet, trade tokens, liquidity provider shares, and vaults in a single transaction. And then you'll be able to track your PL, average costs, and fees paid. All of this now is also available on mobile. I'll continue to interview all the major founders and influencers in this emerging space. When DeFi eats the world, you can say you heard them here first. Tune in next week. <laughs>